1: What's good, Lucky Lefty Podcast? I'm Sean Davis. The Anora Boys are in the building. Left is back on the left coast. We're brought to you by Anora Whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com. It's that premium American whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com. And if you drink, by all means, make sure you do so
2: responsibly.
1: Got to do it responsibly. Left, one more person is in the transfer portal for Notre Dame. I know you don't like this one, but we'll get to it. We'll answer some questions, and we'll dig a little bit deeper into what we call the spring game leftovers, the leftover things that we saw from watching the spring game that you know we think are pretty interesting. And then we're going to hear from Coach Al Washington after the Blue and Gold game. going to bring up an interesting point when is the turning point because i don't think a lot of people really understand what it takes for a young man to be successful in power five football majority of guys on a roster come to a point where they seriously have to consider their football future and it's it's more than just the one or two that might hop into the portal. It's a lot of guys <laughs> you know, that have to really think about their future at that program at some point in time, and it happens a lot more than people think.
2: Uh, a lot of it's true because <laughs> you, you really get stuck in that moment where you especially in college after your after your freshman year, where you're like, um, I don't know, man. I I don't think I got the same path as Will Fuller. That's <laughs> where <laughs> yeah, so that that realism set in. Yeah, you we're know, watching Jalen Smith our freshman year, smooth, and I'm like, okay, that's what a three and out guy looks like, and and I clearly knew the distinction between <laughs> the, that linebacker and other linebackers. I'm like, okay, I see the guys that go to the league and who don't. Right. And so you got to have that sort of realism coming to play after your freshman year because you're like, man, I, if I don't pop in the next two, I got to start going to that alumni network, <laughs> which some guys are in denial about, obviously. And you got some guys that really, you know, do like Steve Elmer. He was fortunate enough that he could have been drafted easily. He was like, you know what? I, I see my network grow and I like what I'm doing in school. Let me go do his politics. And left. So, you know, for some people, I think it's uh, it's just a, it's an interesting dynamic. But it's also cool, too, because... You would have to allow yourself to get to that point. You know, leading up to that point, your freshman year of college, playing football. It's all about going to the league. But being at Notre Dame, you get to evaluate yourself in some in some realism and be like, I don't know if I'm the same type of path as these Jalen Smiths and Will Fuller's and Ronnie Stanley's and stuff. So maybe I need to go to this networking event and take it serious. And, and it's cool. Like the guys that do usually transition really well. I think of a guy like John Turner. Mm-hmm. Love John Turner. He is living like an NFL
1: player. He
2: got NFL money. You know, Not the NFL player, but he got NFL money.
1: money. You know, yeah.
2: Money. Doing a great job in tech and living in Baltimore. Like, man, but, you know, I'm sure after his freshman year, he was like, you know, it's been a tough battle trying to do the whole field thing and all this and that. I'm, but he was always smart and took advantage of it. And man, I'm so happy for Turner, man. So that's just an example of guys that uh, you got to start thinking like that because you start seeing the writing on the wall. Nobody has to tell you that that this may be, not be your Mm. path as like a Stefan to it. But then you realize it's not your path because you see Stefan to it.
1: (laughs) Right, right, right.
2: You see two in the locker room, you're like, okay, that's an NFL guy. Okay, I see. If I'm not 6'7, 305, you know, I I might have to take school a little bit more serious, you know. Not that you can't make it, but you need to have your. your... He was good. <laughs> two was good the whole time.
1: That's crazy, man. I just read an article on The Athletic, just to give some context to what you're saying 58% of five stars get drafted. You go down to a four-star, it drops down to 28%. Three-star, you're talking like 13%. So, you know, that's crazy. It's like going to a a Power 5 program where you're going up against the best of the best, right? You're no longer the uh, big fish in a small pond. You walk on, and then everybody's the best of the best from whatever state across the country. And now you have to compete. And it reminds me of something that Al Washington said that we'll get to right on the other side of this. Because we want to make sure that everybody understands that they need to subscribe to Lucky Lucky Podcast. Not only that, a thumbs up, smash that for us. Helps with the views, of course. Leave your comments. We respond to all. And then when you go to Apple Podcasts and Spotify, whether it's on your iPhone or your Android or your laptop, search CFB Nation for all of our great content, right? Rise and Drive or Ryan Roberts. Then you got CFB All-American. That's where you get your great college football content. Go ahead, lock in with us. Set up the automatic download if you can on iTunes. It's the Lucky Lefty Podcast. We give you the audio edible each and every day home of the misguided passion, and you already know, we spin it different.
0: We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed.
1: So that just goes to show you, man, it is um, incredible, the path and talent for path. Because if you're a five star, is it safe to say that you get more of an opportunity left? I want to add context to this. If you're a five-star coming into a program, more than likely, opportunity comes quicker. Even if you're flawed, the athletic ability might get you on the field. and might get you a chance to at least grow, learn, while others are growing and learning on the sidelines.
4: Mm.
2: Yeah, um, yeah, it's interesting. I think a lot of it, I think, because the stars are given, how they're given, you know. I think that it goes back to fit. Gunnar kills a five star, and it was hard for him to get on the field at Notre Dame because of the fit, because of where things were, you know, and how they were are. from a roster standpoint, you know. So I think fit matters the most, but expectation plays a factor when you're the five-star. But that usually gets figured out in camp before you ever get to a game. Yeah, Because, you know, if the five-star, not five-star, and in practice it's noticeable and he becomes just another player quick amongst the team. You know, and I think that uh, that's where I love football so much because you get to prove the the value of what uh, people are saying about you and Mm -hmm. it's up to you. You know, nobody's going to do it for you and and it's a result-based business. So um, I think that's what makes football the equalizer because Mm -hmm. it's a result-based business that Potential, I think, lies within the four, five, and three star thing. Whereas the on the field play really determines where I think fit matters because you got to fit in order to even get a chance. And some five stars have so many options that the fit that they go to may not work out. And it happens a lot to quarterbacks. Well, it happens a lot in general. But, you know, if you're a D lineman or maybe a linebacker, well, maybe not a linebacker because, you know, Alabama don't always play their five-star linebackers. But if you're a D-lineman, you're pretty much – you'll get in if you're a five-star guy. But every other position, especially quarterback, man, you better go to that fit. And that's what I would tell my sons. Go to the fit. Yeah. Get the shoes from Oregon, though. Take your official to Hawaii.
1: But go to the fit. If the fit at New Mexico, mm-hmm. i go to New Mexico. Honestly. You know what? That's a responsible way of looking at it, left, especially at that quarterback position. Yeah. Lucky Lefty Podcast. Let's get to it. Al Washington, he met with the media, and he was asked a question about Jason Onye and how he's come on and what's the difference between him from last year to this year. And this is what Al Washington had to say.
5: It's like a year from now, or a year ago, I should say, where he was to now. I mean, he is—he's taken off, and really credit him because I think there was a point where he really could have, you know, gone the other way. You know, he could have pulled away, made excuses. Um, it was like uh, I remember, it like it was yesterday. It was during the fall. He had a moment. Uh, he wasn't happy. He wasn't playing. And, you know, we get those conversations, but he made a decision. And to his credit, he stuck through, stuck to it, and now he's kind of breaking through. He still has a lot to work on. He'd be the first to tell you. But the thing about Jason that's redeeming is he loves football. You know, and so like, very, you know, that is what makes him special on top of the talent. His love helped him endure all those tough moments. And so he, we're counting on him to be uh, at his best and, and to his credit, he's he's working towards it. So um, he's got to keep working, though. You know, our conversations are really, you know, um, focused on the things where he's got to improve. And I think he likes that. I don't think he likes, you know, to be told he's doing great. I'll let you guys do that. I'm telling him the stuff he needs to fix and attack. And he's kind of it's a good state for him. Very bright kid, too. He's very sharp as a razor. And so anytime he's in a situation, you have a trust as a coach. Hey, he can he can solve that problem. So I love I can't say enough good things about Jason and uh proud of him.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, I love the, the 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 sticking through. And a lot of that is you have the unwavering confidence in yourself and and you can see yourself on the depth chart, it's just it's a matter of time situation. I think it's different than uh I keep forgetting our guy's name. Was it Steve Lacey? Or Jacob Lacey. Jacob Lacy. That left where I feel like both of them were probably feeling the same exact way. Where one Jason saw himself feel like, okay, I think I can stick this out because I see myself on this on this roster and I think I can do some things where I can get myself on there. Whereas uh Jacob was probably like, man, I think I can start with a fresh start. And it's one of the business decisions you gotta make in college football once you get, like I said, after that freshman year, you start thinking about a lot of things because you're like, dang, it's like the NFL rookies, Ooh. right? NFL rookies is like the the new hottest Lamborghini. But after that, that first year, you don't see the same guys on all the commercials and all the brands and all the the spotlight. Them them second year guys are just regular NFL players now.
1: Yeah. So they like
2: I'm I'm a vet. I gotta, you know, go work out and you know stay up professionally. So um, I do think that uh, it's so cool to see just how football is a great equalizer. You get a cut and dry decision. It's black and white. And and the worst thing you can do in in a career of a football or a path of high level football like that is
1: not make a decision. Now, what stuck out to me he talked about that moment that jason onye had and he could have gone the other way it took me back to when jason onye spoke with the media and he said this
5: i had a lot of like older guys like
2: um, myron jason justin around to like give me advice just stay down those guys also did the same thing they had come into the program had to wait a couple years before they got their chance so like hearing from them and just like listening to them and like it gave me, like, motivation to, like, keep working, keep my head down, and just, like, eventually it's going to come through. And then what's kind of allowed you to kind of ascend this spring? I would say, like, a big shout-out to, like, Alexa and Coach Bayless because they got my body right. That's, like, one of the main things we need to do, like, as far as, like, putting on weight, being healthy, so I can play my best football on the field. Your yeah, mentioned motivation. What motivates
5: you?
2: Uh, motivating me. That's a big thing for me. Uh, I would just say, like, just, like, helping my family, my mom and dad, like, all what they did for me, like, getting me to, to this position. Like, I'm from home with a kid from Rhode Island. Like, this was expected for me. I was expected to be here, realistically.
1: That's it. That's it. When he gets to that moment, Jason Aye's like, dude, I'm not even supposed to be here, bro. That's right. Now, I just want to point out, that's, that's a different decision. What's your motivation? Man, my family. My family. They hurt me. They're in a bad position. I'm from Rhode Island. I'm not even supposed to be here. I don't even know how I got here. So the value of this opportunity to me is life and death for me and my family. So it might get tough, but man, I think I can stick it out. To whereas somebody else that might be a five-star or a (laughs) four-star that thinks they should be playing, the same as jason onye did <laughs> might be like man i'm not putting up with this right so now let's go to prince collie who's the latest to transfer someone that you told me offline was going to transfer because you could see it and prince collie in speaking to the media flat out said he felt like he should have been started like, he's looking at the dudes in front of him, and he's like, I'm better. He got that Niles
2: Morgan in him. Niles just stayed. Prince College said, and that's the toughest thing as a football player on a team where you feel so wrong because you, in your spirit, know you better than the guys in front of you. When you reach the point where you openly are speaking on it means you're fed up. Mm. I've been there before. I was like, I'm fed up. Now I've always felt like that when I wasn't playing, but I was fed up
1: for real when I started
2: speaking on it because it was just like, this is ridiculous.
1: Malik walked in as an early enrollee and was like, I should be starting. <laughs> I can like see him in the locker room, like, this is my squad. <laughs> Straight up, but
2: that's, but that's, but I think that's what, uh, I think that's what made him. You know, he was a Buckets Award winner coming out of high school. Yeah, So you can only imagine. He's thinking he's the next Jalen Smith, Jeremiah, Wusu, you know, coming into Notre Dame because we low-key got some Buckets. We might be Buckets LBU in the last decade. I mean, outside of probably Alabama. But I do think that uh, with the rules and how they are now, i mean, good for you. Obviously, I think he's going to be able to get a, and garner a lot of attention. You know, Coach Lee, he can go Vandy, he can do some different things. Uh, but I still think that it's good to see maybe a jay Hallsbury or Drake Bowen kind of force that influence possibly. You know, he started to see guys writing on the wall where Marcus Freeman just give an extra, extra two-clap. When you see when you see a freshman making a play at linebacker, now you feeling the you feeling a certain way like Drake said you feeling jaded. You telling me I'm not ready yet? I'm in year three. I felt like I'm better than these guys in front of me. I'm not really playing like that. And now I hear you kikiing with these freshmen that are pretty talented. So you, yeah, you kikiing, bumping <laughs> shoulders and. You a little extra height when they make a play that I've been making this whole time, mm-hmm. and I told you back in uh, when he had that interview, I said it's it's really crazy to hear him say how he's teaching younger guys uh-huh. when he was just a year before learning from older guys to get on the field. How you go from the, the student to the teacher and you ain't get to play yet? That's when I knew they was probably doing that. Hey, hey, help out a. Uh, mm-hmm. feel- for our young dudes, you know, mm. hey,
0: show,
2: show them what that that move is. How we how we how we do it here at Notre Dame. Our standard. Hey, hey go. Hey, you take them around a little bit. You know, put your arm around.
3: them. He like hey. I ain't trying to buddy buddy with
2: these dudes. I know what you're doing here. You like you like you like trying to grandfather me into taking care of the babies. You know how when you when you, when you need help with the kids and you call your parents. You like hey uh when last time you seen the kids, you know, they really want to see you, you know, just, just come and just watch them for a second. You know, <laughs> I mean, just come, come show them, come cook that favorite meal you do. Come show them how they, you know, come show them
1: mm-hmm.
2: to see, you know, and I think he, he, he felt the way about it. No different than, you know, I bet, I bet Lorenzo felt like he should have got the ball more last year. So whenever you openly get to that point where you, saying that you felt like you should have started last year and now you stuck becoming a teacher all of a sudden when you was just getting, you was just being told that you're not ready because you don't know enough. I think Prince in, uh made the right
1: decision for himself. You know what's crazy? A young man can leave a school and go be successful. And I'm not saying this is the narrative, but it comes across as You weren't good enough for us, but you're good enough for them. And it goes back to, I guess, to fit, which goes to another thing. I think someone in the chat was saying look, let's, hey, if if we want to go this route, Left, Lorenzo, and Prince Kali are not Marcus Freeman dudes. He didn't recruit them. And that's not necessarily either one's fault.
4: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America
1: NA, member FDIC. Because you can be somebody's fit and not be that good.
2: Mm. There's a lot of that. Mm. But you fit with what we're doing. I can I can hide you in this. I can do some things like with with Kavari playing freshman year. They rolled all the coverage to his side because Bob Diaco liked his fit. He fit at corner for what they did, and they helped him and supported him through the defense for that. Now he had some great plays, and but they also had a lot of help for him. So that's what fit can do. But a guy like Nick Watkins, who I thought was a, a better corner naturally, mm. had a hard time fitting where I thought he should have played more. Now he got hurt, and that was a mysterious injury, this and that, there. But he definitely, I thought, was a, a pretty good corner. But the fit wasn't always there for him. So I think it's just it's interesting how it works.
1: It's just interesting when you talk about it, man. Like. A new regime comes in. They get locked in on their guys, and it seems like a little extra love. <laughs> yeah, a little extra. for know. right. It's for their guys. As I it see contains. you. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then you make a
2: play. It's like, all right, that's what we do. Okay. <laughs> I'm telling you, and, and, and it's it's like that. Uh. It's like what Boozy, when Boozy was talking about why they start hating on you in your own city. Mm-hmm. Mm. You know, and, and, and you don't want to be a hater as a teammate, but you and you hearing about the freshman making plays in film. You walking down the hallway, they 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 meeting with the freshman linebacker. You know, you you go to the training room and they taping his ankles first, and you going to the Uh, Get your training table, and he eating with coach now. You're like, oh, okay, you okay, freshman. Right,
1: right.
2: And and you in the meeting room before practice. He got all the funniest jokes, and he just coach just think he the funniest dude in the world. You like, oh, see, let's go. And then he go to practice, and you know, coach take you out to put him in just to show him something. Mm -hmm. You know that type of stuff. So it's it's the Mm -hmm. psychological things that happen on a team that. That's like the the thing that Notre Dame does its best. It's the it's the number one place in the world for passive aggression. Man, <laughs> it's like they're not gonna tell you not to miss lift, but nobody misses lift. But if you miss it, they ain't gonna tell you, you messed up. What do you mean? <laughs> lift at eight o'clock. You coming in at eight ten? Everybody there. Everybody gonna be there. Right. And they just gonna look at you and we gonna you know. You miss lift again or something. They're not going to tell you you messed up. They're not going to tell you. they go, like, oh, what's up? Oh, you late? Oh, you just come on. You know. Then you get to practice. You third on the depth chart.
1: <laughs> Yo. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah. The Prince, Carly, <laughs> Prince Carly's out here like, hey, like Cam Newton. Like, I might not be top 15. But, I'll
2: but bet it I better bet.
1: But it ain't 32 better. <laughs> Show me 32 better. And when they gonna
2: you? I mean, you gonna, go, you gonna go like coach? What's going on, Man, I don't know. You you just gotta be a good teammate. You know, they hit you with them. You oh you some things you gotta work on. Things you just just keep doing you, man. Keep see. But it is encouraging when you have your teammates like Jason Anya was talking about, conversely where you know big bro give me some advice you know what i mean and, and and that's how you know when they rocking with you you can start seeing yourself being a potential og seeing yourself being in their shoes once you start getting that connection cuz they'll tell you you know how to do certain things and, and having a mentor i yeah. think that's that's really special but also though who's prince kali's mentor you can ask that same question who's jacob lacey's mentor Was he talking to the older dudes? Because that gives you that level of comfort as well because you know you can fill in behind Mm -hmm. them. So, um, you know, when you become almost isolated, alienated because of your status on the team and the depth chart position, you don't feel like you can add value, so you most likely would
1: want to leave, you know. Look, it's hard to be in a position and constantly being filmed week to week. And seeing people make mistakes, (laughs) and you know you're better. Yeah, they, 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 how how do you want me to take that? And the one thing you want to tell me is that I'm not, I'm not big enough. I'm big enough out here on this practice field. Yeah, I'm big enough to be in Notre Dame. I'm big enough to make plays against our team. Was your reason for me not? I'm not big enough. So I can't beat dude? You know, when a dude definitively says I was better on the way out the door, like, man, I was better than guys in front of me. So,
2: But that goes back to fit because what does Marcus Freeman care about? You better be a good practice player. That's what we get frustrated with Marcus Freeman with last year is that I get all that. But put the best players on the field. Yeah, they you know may not be able to recite yeah, you go know, up and down your dissertation of a covered three, but put him on the field. He's better than the other dude. Yeah. You know, and, and Prince Collie was probably was
1: simple like that. He ain't playing the best dudes. I got to
2: get right. out of here. Right.
1: And then that goes to like, okay, <laughs> I was supposed to prove myself in practice. That's what you say, right? I proved myself in practice, and still, i mean, year three. You talking right? <laughs> so it's like you know, now you starting to shift the the debate and the argument it's, on. Yeah, and you that's you tell me do one thing, I do move. it, and then you move. The, yeah,
2: you can never figure out why you're not playing. Yeah, because 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 the window's so small. It's like I can't get a lot of BS because I'm gonna start thinking something funny. Right after freshman year, you can't tell me I need. I still need to learn. You need to trust me and stuff. You can't tell me that. You can't tell me that. So, what is it now? I'm in year three. What is it? Because now I'm, I'm not only the guys that could have been better than me when I was a freshman. They're gone. Right. That means that naturally, I know more mm-hmm. than anybody behind me, and. I'm more experienced now
1: yeah
2: and you tell me i can't what like what's the problem so I, you I, know, man,
1: I look i remember as a freshman i was uh behind this kid named keith goodlow mm-hmm. he was a senior point guard right we had won the eighth grade championship you know me and my boy monty our other boy he actually transferred to whitney young we still mad at jonathan bowing over that how uh, we win a great championship and you transfer to whitney young you know we thought we had a whip coming with us into high school for morgan park and we win the championship and so me and my backcourt partner we're starting for uh frost, frost off but we're playing up right so we played the first game and then we sit on the bench for varsity basically mm. that's what we were doing like we we're on the varsity squad but we we're on the bench right so it gets to the point where we're both like halfway through the season and we're both looking at keep Goodlow, like we're better than this dude you know what i'm saying but keith had been in the system for three years waited his turn at his tenure Keith might have been like 5'9", bro, 5'8". <laughs> he was short. He's a short point guard. He's stocky, though, know, strong. But the one thing we met, the one thing, he, at that point, he was a leader. He was a leader. didn't matter from a skill standpoint whether or not we had better handles to shoot better, any of that. He was a better leader for what Coach Ray wanted. Mm which means Coach Ray could trust him Mm. to do what he wanted. He could trust us, though, because we'll be honest. Me and my boy, we might go freestyle in the middle of the play. Like, yo, I I can take this dude off the dribble. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going. (laughs) Clear. Clear. So. You're Russell Westbrook. When you're young, you don't understand that. You just see, I'm better than dude. That's how you look at the game. I'm better than him. You're not saying to yourself, "Am I a better leader? Am I better? Am I a better floor general? Am I better at, you know, carrying out what the coach wants?" You're not thinking that. You're just looking at pure talent. I'm better than this dude. So, you know, it goes both ways. Even in him saying, "I'm better." I feel like I'm better. Maybe in some other areas he didn't look at that the coaches felt like we can trust this person.
4: Yeah, we can trust this individual.
2: And, and 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 you know that's what makes Notre Dame, I think, a special place because I don't think every school sticks to that standard, even if the player may not be as good as the more athletic or whatever may have you. And I think that definitely is is consistent, but it also it, it challenges you and, and it forces you to. Uh, see if you are fit or not. I mean, mm-hmm. it's a very cut and dry thing. That's why you know, going back to loving why football is such a, a equalizer of of everything from the politics yeah. to, the, yeah. to the to the to the coaches' decisions to the who's the underrated or overrated player. You can't hide, and it's a result based business on the football field. So for a guy to to really feel like man. Cut the BS. I'm better than him. I can prove it. I feel like I'm better than him and y'all playing me. There's not a lot of retention the coaching staff can do, especially if he's not fitting to what you're looking for. Maybe, like you said, he's not uh, a rah-rah guy that you need or maybe not uh, the fall in line guy that you need to just do his one job. So that's something that Marcus Freeman has, has seen to be sticking to pretty tightly on wanting the guys that practice well and maybe that method is good because you get a guy like Jason Onye who mm. didn't practice well at first but got on board to what Marcus Freeman was saying and got better and now the man can't be stopped in practice so even Prince Kylie noticed so maybe the you know it goes back to That's the Kali. crazy
1: isn't that the irony of it? Yeah. That's the irony of it, right? Yeah. Like Prince, yo that's the irony of this whole thing as we tie it together, Prince Collie. When he was asked who stood out this spring, this is what Prince Collie had to say. In front of you on the defensive line so far,
3: defensive line. Uh, I'm kind of biased. Uh, Jason Ayer, Uh he's, he's really stood out to me. Um, they just can't block him. Um, was, that's really it. That's really it. So
1: can't now, block him in practice. With that, with that, the honesty he had right there. I'm gonna take Prince Collie's word what he feels like. No, he's a better player. I should have been playing. That's I'm it. Just, I'm just gonna take his word. I'm gonna take his word and I'm gonna say, you know what? That's a that's a good enough reason for you to leave. If you felt like you been, should get on the field, haven't cut and
2: drive with Jason Anye. He said he's just I'm biased because I'm mm-hmm. biased. You know why he's biased? Because he sees himself in Jason, he just gets the credit. Jason right. just gets
0: the credit. Mm.
2: So he said, I'm biased because they're not gonna show love like I know I can show love, so he's the better one. They're not gonna say I'm the better one I when I know I'm the better one, because they're biased, so I'm gonna be biased. Jason, my favorite, that's it. Just like I'm the best, that's it. You know, so you know, it's it's but it goes back to to, to method and fit, Jason got on board with what Marcus Freeman was saying didn't fight it got motivated by older guys doing it Prince Collie I think they messed him around a little bit you know you get coaching changes a lot of different things you can't control mm-hmm. but he couldn't buy into it no more because he truly felt and you know we I felt going back years on the podcast that Prince Col should have been out there I have I've been on the team and seen a similar situation with Niles,
1: and I know Niles is best. I was. Best. <laughs> Wait a minute, you going back to – That's egregious, though. Like I, I, I'm gonna be. I, I I choose to be fair. I don't want. I think that's apples to oranges. I don't want to compare. Look, there was no, no reason why Joe he- was done. Joe was done we're not talking pre-injury, Joe.
2: We're talking about post-injury. We're talking about Clemson game. He's the middle linebacker with zero tackles. Yes. And the safety yes. has 10. Yes. The safety behind you has 10, and you have zero in yes. a big game. That's, yes. that's why I was yes. off,
5: wasn't it? Change,
1: change should have been made at halftime. Like <laughs> you pull a quarterback. <laughs> he should have been pulled at halftime. Like, fam, you don't zero, have one tackle. In the
2: middle not the
1: one two? in the middle of the defense.
2: And the safety behind you got 10? Yeah, bro. That's that's how Prince Collie probably feels. You
3: know what I mean? Like,
2: what are we talking about?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then Joe eventually got hurt because I think Miles' first start was that Arizona State game, right? On the road. I remember that. That's right. The Arizona State game, man, that you all gave away. Just gave them 28 points. Right like here, and
2: you know that. That in it, I'm not gonna lie, that's that's a game where the weather affected it. It was so hot,
1: was it? Oh,
2: <laughs> the, two hardest, was the two hardest warm ups I've ever been in and playing in the game, too, was warming up for Arizona State and warming up when we played against Air Force. I've never been so tired warming up when we played Air Force because of the altitude and stuff. So the altitude is real. Can't even hit no full speed. Like I'm like, whoo. gassed, gassed. Like couldn't even warm up with my pads on, gassed. (laughs) Arizona State was so hot. I'm talking about it was hot walking to the locker room, hot putting your stuff on, hot walking out of the pregame, and it, it didn't quit. Mm-hmm. So you got guys cramping, dying in warm-ups. Like they, we had to like chill for a second because it's like, all right, we gotta play a game, and half of y'all about asked out. You know, couldn't wear your. It was just a tough environment. So those are two games where I was like, yeah, it was
1: real deal. So just imagine your first starting that, right? Because that was like a that was like a new start in Tempe, right? Because it, right. it was three o'clock. It was 3 o'clock on the East Coast, so that was like a noon. It was right at the peak of being hot. Ladies and gentlemen, if you've never been to Scottsdale, Tempe, like when it's hot, I played the PGA course out there, bro, when it was 115. Oh, man. And, I mean, it's a different type of hot. It's just like, oh, it's kicking your butt. And this dude tried to lie to me. Mm. Said, where are you from? So I'm from Chicago. You know what this dude tells me? Oh, it's totally different. This is dry heat. said, man, y'all can say that. Yeah. Dry heat? It's 116, fam. If it was 103, 101, I would say okay. <laughs> I was like 116. I was like, all right, man. That game, that game was probably one of the most frustrating. Because that, that Arizona State team was was trash. I'm like, well, how is this team up on Notre Dame? And then you all rattle off like twenty four in a row to get back in the game. That's right.
2: Madness. But yeah, you're absolutely right. It's tough, man. When when you when you feel like it's not. Working in your favor, like there's something bigger around you blocking you from getting to where you're going when, when all when you cut through the BS, because you know, sometimes you're right, you need to work on some things, you know, maybe it's not the right time, yeah, you know, a bunch of different things. But once you get to a certain age after that freshman year, like, stop playing with me, <laughs> tell me. What it is, because tell me not, what it is. Like, give not, me the
1: realistic. Give me the realistic outlook. Because, like we said, the I would say I'm just throwing this number out there, but I would say 60 of everybody that comes through a program thinks about transferring at some point, or they have to face their football future. That's right. Every they have time. to think about it. 60 of that roster. Has to think about that. Oh,
2: TB just entered the transfer portal. TB just entered the
1: transfer portal. I told you. I told you. Hey, TB. Hey, can I can I can I say something right quick? Can I give a PSA right quick? Hey, Tyler. I know you're a California dude, but we know who you are at heart. I'm from Chicago.
2: <laughs>
1: now you can come about an hour and a half south of Chicago. Oh, he trying to throw his
2: pitch in there, okay?
1: And He's you can writing. start. You can start from day one. We'll build the entire offense around you, okay? Brent Bieland will hit his phone. Brent, it's it's gonna be you running to the left yep. and the running backs running to the right. That's right, all day long with a little play action. That's
0: and it, he, a play action.
1: that's it. It's all yours. He's gonna give you an
2: old line, absolutely. You're gonna, he, gonna get a transfer receiver here, absolutely.
1: absolutely, 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 absolutely. You can start from day one, there's no question. We'll name you the start this afternoon.
4: That's
2: right, and, and and like, and this is right on, right on chance. My guy Kenny Minchie stepping in. He gotta be the backup now.
1: Well, look, he didn't look, he didn't get an opportunity to look good in the blue and gold game, but Kenny Minchie is the most dude. We said he's a natural thrower of the football.
2: That's right. right? Look, we got our natural order back. Yeah, we can actually build a franchise guy now. Thank
1: goodness. Look, man, we said it. Why are we sitting around acting like we don't know who the starter is? We said this last, remember, we did a full show. Notre Dame fans are mad at us, but we are like, dude, just name, name the starter. You know who it is. Name the starter. We know who it is. The team needs to know right now. And right now, as we sit here on April the 25th, the Notre Dame team knows who that starting quarterback is. That's all we wanted going into the fall camp. That's all we wanted, Left. All we wanted. They're still gonna try and drag this out. Now, that's interesting. If Tyler does go down to Alabama bro, <laughs> that would be interesting. He might drive Nick Saban crazy with some of his turnovers. But hey, salute to Tyler Buckner, man. Salute, salute to Tyler Buckner.
2: They, 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 they got you long enough, man. <laughs> they, they spun you around long enough, and we don't blame you. They should have started you back with Jack Cone. That's their fault. And then they did you in the spring game like that?
1: More power to you, bro. Looking up the podcast.
2: I was surprised he didn't do it earlier, though, because Marcus Freeman told you last year before the season was over. He told you what the deal was.
1: (laughs) He said it, love. Like, hey, man.
2: He said, listen, you're not good enough. I'm bringing somebody that's better. I'm like, damn. I would have been like, all right, let me go ahead and get my little degree. <laughs> let me get up out of here, man.
1: All I'm saying. I think he is... finished in the
2: spring or something. Maybe that's what it was. He probably finished. Lord right.
1: Tyler, he's on target to get his degree.
2: Noah Tyler. So, yeah, so he probably finished you know, in this May. Yep. Played his last little spring ball. He was like, all right, cool. Got his
1: degree. He probably graduate May 17th. That's when I graduated. You know what? Let me can we when we come back, can we talk about how this is very similar to you and Deshaun? Can we talk <laughs> about it? Can we talk about it? This is very similar to you and Deshaun, man. Look, Lucky Lefty Podcast coming up next. Spring game leftovers. And why Tyler Buckner just pulled a Malik Zaire right here on <laughs> the Lucky Lefty Podcast. <laughs>